Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Bobble Rings with me, Constantine, and I am so happy to do this podcast. I am always happy. I always feel some sort of excitement, even when I have a bad day. You know, this always pretty this this always lifts up my spirit, and it always makes me happy to spread the word with God with y'all. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I certainly do, and I just hope that you guys spread this word, spread this podcast with as many people as you can, so that more and more people can learn the ways of the Lord can learn the ways of God, and can learn the history and the Bible, and so that they can get a closer connection with God and enter the kingdom of heaven, as many of us will do, and many of us won't, right? So, but please, I want everyone to know the word of God, and if it's possible, please share it with as many people. But let's get right into this. Today, we are going to read Genesis chapter 9 and 10, and I'm going to make a, a separate video explaining more about chapter 10 which is very important because it's pretty much the kingdoms, the beginning kingdoms of the world and the beginning uh, sons. It's the beginning sons of all Adam and Eve, of Noah, Ham, Japheth, uh, Noah, Shem, etc. Right. So if you have your Bibles out with you, uh, take them out and let's get started. If you just want to stay here and read or hear along, that's also perfect as well. Just I'm just happy that all of you are with me and that if you're hearing this, that's great. But let's get right into this and I hope you guys enjoy. And yeah, so Genesis chapter 9. And the, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all, all that moveth upon the earth and Upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. Every mo- every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh will the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Those those four verses, well, yeah, those four verses, guys, is pretty much God explaining, I mean, after the flood, correct? God will now require, first of all, will require the killer's life to be taken, right? So it's kind of like an eye for an eye, right? If someone kills another man's if someone takes someone's life, that person who took his life shall be, you know, killed. Shall, his life shall be taken away. And pretty much the expression, eye for an eye. And then God explic- explicitly get, uh, gave plants as a food source um, to, all, to all people, right? In addition to plants, he also gives uh, permission to eat animals. However, they are not permitted to eat the blood of those animals. Um so it's kind of that that's according to Bible ref. That's uh, yeah, Bible ref. That's one of the websites I'm using to explain a little bit more because I sometimes also don't understand these. So I use Bible ref. If you guys want to go further into the Bible and not at the pace that we're at, that's perfectly fine. But I use Bible ref if you guys want to use that. So pretty much those four verses are talking about how plants and animals are permitted to eat except the blood of those animals. And if a man dies, if, if a man sheds blood, 
because because he was taken because his because a person killed him the person who killed him his life shall be taken from him so it's an eye for an eye um moving back verse seven and you be ye fruitful and multiply bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein and god spake unto noah and to his sons with him saying and i behold i establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth and i will establish my covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of of a flood neither shall there be any more be a flood to destroy the earth and god said this is the token of the covenant which i make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of the covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, um, that the bow shall be seen in the in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall be no more become a flood to destroy all man, all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is a token to the covenant, which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went uh, forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. So though, so from verse 7 to 19, but really from verse 7 to 17, God is expanding on his promise from uh, to never kill every creature on the earth with a flood. God promises Noah, promises everyone that survived, right? Everyone that survived on the ark that was on the ark and then came out of the ark that he will never destroy the earth again with a flood, that he will never do such a cruel thing because he has now found faith. He has now found a way of, I would say, he found trust again with the world, right? And God establishes a universal covenant with humanity and the animals and declares that he will make a sign of his covenant, right? He will set his boat in the clouds and then God will also will cause the rainbow that appears in conjunction with a storm to remind him to his promise. So even when God feels that he wants to destroy earth, like sometimes today, I feel I, I, I trust you that God at least uh, once a year, right? Or at least once a day, he's like, I should really just destroy this world, right? Like during World War II, right? During the Revolutionary War, during World War I, when the whole world was pretty much collapsing, I, I wouldn't, I don't doubt, I wouldn't doubt that God at one moment felt, hey, I should just destroy this world because it's, it's, it's really bad right now. Five years of war, a hundred years of war, two years of war, whatever, how many uh, years of war, this is bad. This is very bad. And I don't want this to affect them any further, especially with them trusting me. So I should destroy it. But when he thinks like that, he reminds himself with a rainbow in the storm that tells him, no, 
I promised my people that I would not destroy them because I did that once. And that was one of, that was probably that was something that I regret every day. So I will not do that again. So God, for that same reason, God doesn't God lets everything play. God let God lets everything kind of spread out and see what happens. And kind of like the domino effect, he just lets it play. Instead of stopping the domino when it's put into play, he lets it play out because he promised us. He promised us that he would not do it again. So, yeah. Um, and then Noah, his sons, were that which were Shem, Ham, and Japheth, come out and they start to over they start to populate with their wives. And someone that who is extremely important, which you guys should always remember, this is something that you guys might even want to take a note on, is that the son of Ham, the son of Ham, which is the son of Noah, so Ham, who is the son of Noah, his son is called Canaan or Canaan, right? I say I always say Canaan. It's C A N A A N, Canaan, but it's also Canaan. I'll uh, see how it's. You can you can say whatever. I say Canaan, but I I think it it might be Canaan, but he will be pretty kind of like the founder of Israel, and that's what uh, we're gonna look more into that later. I, I it's if it's not in this chapter, it will be in chapter ten. But we will look more into that later. But please write that down or remember that very well because that's going to be very important for the rest of the Bible, pretty much. Uh, so let's moving back, verse twenty, chapter nine, verse twenty. And Noah began to be a, a unhusband man, and he planted a vine, a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, and Ham, or Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backwards and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his that his younger brother that his younger son, sorry, had done unto him. And he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of of servants shall be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. So, this is kind of, this part is kind of weird, right? Noah pretty much build a, vi a vineyard and he gets drunk off of it and then his sons kind of want to clothe him because he's naked right in his tent however no one knows no one just assumes who did it right no one just assumes who did this thing who clothed him because supposedly he, he you couldn't look at your father naked right however they didn't they they went they went in they were walking backwards their head were their heads their faces were not looking at him. They were looking backwards and they just put the clothes on him or the blanket or whatever to cover him, cover him up. Correct. But Noah awoke from this, from his wine, from his drunkenness and assumed that the father of Canaan, who was, Han, who was Han, I right? Yeah. Han was the father of Canaan. Ham, not Han. He, he just assumed that Ham was the one who did it. And he cursed Ham that his son Canaan would be a servant 
upon his brethren. So he would be a servant to his brothers, right? And he would be a servant for the rest of his life, pretty much, to his brothers or to anyone else. However, that will not be the case, as we will see in the next chapter. And just starting on, we will see that upon fourth. So we will, we will do chapter 10 today, and I will go further explanation in another episode, because this is very important, this uh, chapter 10, because it sets the family tree of all the family, of the sons of Noah and their families, and it sets the kingdoms. So let's get right into this. Chapter Genesis chapter 10. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them were the sons born after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, and Madiah, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshesh, and Tiras. And the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, and uh, Rifath, and Togomar, Togomar. And the sons of Javan, Elisha, Tar Tarshish, Ketan, and, Don and Donanim. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue, after their families, in their nations. Uh, first of all, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry to just fully cut it halfway, but this will be a little difficult with the names. So sorry if I mispronunciate them or if I, for some, like if I just stop and just take a second to like read it to understand it. But these names are very, they're very, I would say different. They're not very traditional, at least for us, right? It's very traditional, probably in the Middle East, because this is where it's taking place. So sorry about that, but moving on. Verse 6, And the sons of Ham were Cush and Mizraim and Phut and Canaan. Canaan is very important, remember. And the sons of Cush, Seba and Havilah and Sabath and Sab Sabitha, Ramach, Sabitsek, and the sons of Ramah, Sheba and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be all a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, whereof it, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Enrek, and Akkad, and Kalneh, in, in the land of Shinar. Out of the land went forth Ashur, and builded, and builded Nineveh, and the city Rehoboth and Kela. And Mersen between Nineveh and Kela, the same is a great city. And Mizraim begat Ludim, and Anamid, and uh, Lechabim, and Nathumim, and, Pathur and Patharism, and Kalsuhism, out of whom came Aphilicism, <laughs> and Kaphtorim. And Canaan begat, begat Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. And the Jebusite, and the Jebusite, and the Amorod, and the Amorite, and the Gergesite, and the Havisite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvitite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite, and afterward were the families of the Canaanite of the Canaanites, or the Canaanites spread abroad. So, right, this is this is somewhat difficult for me. Because I'm not used to this. And if you're reading this, you're probably not used to this either, right? Oh, I, unless you are. That's, uh, ish, I'm just, I'm just me, right? I don't know it. I'm not very used to these names. So it's a little difficult because the word, the way these words are placed, the names that are placed, it's not very used to in the English dictionary or how we spell words. 
But many of these families, many of these children will create kingdoms, will create their own kingdoms, and will, will create their own separate sections. And I will talk about that later on more, but they will create their own different sections. For example, um, so the Garden of Eden, right? Actually, yeah, the Garden of Eden was split into four rivers. The River Tigris, Euphrates, Pison, and Gion. And all of these are in the Middle East. In Saudi Arabia, Iraq, um, Turkey, a little bit of Egypt, and Iran, and Syria, around that, around that area. So very close to Israel, uh, Lebanon, those areas, those countries. And what happens later is that these people, the children of Japheth, Ham, and Shem, will create their own kingdoms. The kingdom of Shem, the, the, the descendants of Shem, right, of the, the children of Shem, will particularly more, will be focused more in the countries of, of Saudi Arabia. They will, so the, the descendants of Shem will have a kingdom in Saudi Arabia. Most of them will be focused in Saudi Arabia. The kingdom or the descendants of Japheth will be, will, will expand hugely. The, the children of Japheth will be the ones that truly expand all the way and truly expand throughout the world. The kingdom of Japheth will be outside, literally right outside of Saudi Arabia. Arabia that's where they start. In Turkey, in Iran, in Italy, Greece, and all, and a and just the whole Europe will mostly be Japheth. All of Europe will be Japheth. A lot of Central Asia and just after Turkey and Iran, eastwards and northwards will be the kingdom of Japheth and the descendants of Japheth. And then the kingdom of the descendants of Ham will particularly be focused in Egypt, Algeria, um, and particularly most important will be Israel. And that's where Canaan is. That's where Canaan starts his country. That's where Canaan starts his kingdom. The son of Ham Who's who is Canaan starts his kingdom in Israel, and that's why it's Israel's such an important factor, not only today, right, but also mostly in the Bible. Canaan is the founder. I guess he was the founder of Israel in some sort of way. He's the founder of the land of Israel. He's not the founder of the country, but he's extremely important because of the land of Israel, because that's where he created his kingdom in Israel. So. That's why it's really important that you guys understand this. But once again, the descendants of Ham will be Egypt, Israel, a little bit of, of Algeria and Libya. The descendants of Ham will pretty much all be in Saudi Arabia. And the, the descendants of Japheth will be the ones that really expand their population. And will really start in Turkey, Iran. Um, Greece, Rome, and just expand onwards all over the world, right? All of them, but mostly them are the ones I expected. Uh, moving on, going back to Genesis chapter 10, verse 19. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom, and Gomorrah, and Adma, and Zeboim, even unto Lasha. These are the sons of Ham after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. Unto Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder, even to him were the children born. The children of Shem, 
Alam, Asur, and Afriksad, and Lud, and Aram, and the children of Aram, Uz, and Hul, and Gether, and Mash. And Afriksad begat Salah, and Salah begat Eber, and unto Eber were born two sons, and the name of one was Peleg, for in his work was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Jo wait, what? Joktan, yes, sorry. And Joktan began Almodad, and Shelef, Shelef, and Hazel Maveth, and Jerah, and Haburam, and Az Uzal, and Dikla, and Obalm, and Imamel, and, and Sheba, and Ophir, and Hivala, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. And, the, and their dwellings was from Mesha, as thou goest unto Sephar as Mount of the East. These are the sons of Shem. After their families, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generations, in their nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. So that's it for chapter uh, 9 and 10. Really, the overall story is what, like, how the population spreads out all over the world. Chapter 9 was focusedly more upon. How God allowed Amini, uh, how God allowed Noah and his family to eat animals, right? To eat animals and grass and plants, except the blood of them, because it's kind of like unlawful, I guess you would say in a way. And then um, it's he gives them an eye for an eye situation. If one man kills another man, the person who killed him shall be killed, you know, for the sake of peace. And the same thing with animals, right? If the animal kills a man, that animal shall be killed. Right? Just that animal, not the whole population. And then God promises the world, promises Noah and everyone else in the world, including us, right? Descendants and descendants down, that he will not destroy the world again with a flood or with anything. God will not destroy the world whatsoever because he promised us. And that's why even through so many difficult times, he hasn't destroyed it. He could, God could have destroyed it hundreds of thousands of millions of times. Easily. God could have destroyed so many times. And it says here that even if even if there's a dark cloud, a dark thunderstorm coming up to him saying, destroy the world, there will be a rainbow through that dark cloud that tells him, I will not destroy the world because it reminds him of his promise to the world. So God promises that he won't destroy the world with another flood, which I mean, thank you know, thank God, right? God bless him, right? Because um, we don't want that, right? And then Noah kind of gets mad because he's naked, right? And he's drunk and curses Canaan, the son of Ham, that he will be a servant for the rest of his life uh, to, to his brethren. He will be a servant to his uncles, right? To the brothers of Ham, which are Japheth and Shem. However, that will not be the case, and it will affect the rest of history. He will be the founder of Israel soon. However, we have not gone to that part, but that's that's what's going to happen. He will be, in some sort of way, the founder of Israel. Well, the, the land of Israel, not the country, the land of Israel. That The land of Israel will be, I believe, David, but that's, that's for another episode. Chapter 10 is pretty much the family tree, the family tree of the sons of, Shem, of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And that's pretty much it. And the chapter 10 is pretty much 
how the countries, how their nations of every son begins. So if you guys don't remember, the descendants of Ham, like Canaan, Canaan will particularly be in Israel. Canaan will be the founder of the land of Israel, but the descendants of Ham will be all over Egypt. Will be all will be the country of Egypt, Algeria, and a little and Libya. A little no, mostly a little bit of Algeria, but mostly Libya. And a little bit of southern Saudi Arabia, but not very much. And then the descendants of Shem will will pretty much be all of Saudi Arabia, just that area where like the little horn is, right? Next to Iran and the other horn of Africa. And then the descendants of Japheth will be the descent. Those descendants are really the ones that spread the population apart. They are really the descendants that spread the whole around the whole world. Because they go from Turkey to to Iran to Greece to um Kazakhstan to Italy to Arbijikistan to all of those countries all around the world in Europe and Central Asia and Asia and all over parts of the world, they will be the ones that really connect. And they're the ones that spread out the most, the the descendants of Japheth. But Canaan will be very important, so always remember that because he's the he's the founder of the land of Israel. In a way. The founder of Israel officially is David, right? But the land, like the start of the land is is Canaan. He's really the one that sets the reason why Israel is very important because of Canaan. So thank you guys so much. I know this, the land, the the descendants was, was complicated. I understand that. That's why I'm making another episode uh, worth, I think it's worth y'all's time if you guys listen to that other episode, the episode I'm going to make about the descendants because I'll have a lot more time and I'll explain a lot better about the, the descendants, the descendants of Japheth, Ham, and Shem. And if you guys want, you guys can even make a family diagram, right? Or a family tree, a family tree. That's what I, that's what I sometimes do. That's actually what I did for this one. And it helps a lot. It, it really does help a lot. And it'll really go into y'all's minds and you'll understand more. The next chapter will be Genesis chapter 11 and maybe 12, but Genesis chapter 11 is kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. Because, well, y'all see, y'all, y'all see tomorrow. Or, yeah, y'all see tomorrow, and it, it's funny, in my opinion. And ma- many of you have probably seen Christian jokes about it, but it, it's quite funny, in my opinion. But thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. It was a little long. These ones will be a little longer because there will be two chapters instead of one, but, hey, two and one, that that's great. I mean, better than one, right? Uh, better than one a day. It's better to have two a day. It's a... Yeah, um, it will. They will be longer. From now on, they will be longer. They won't go over thirty because I can't record over thirty because the because I use Anchor as my Spotify, so as like the podcast, and they they don't let you go over thirty over thirty minutes. But thank you guys so. Other than that, thank you guys so much for everything. I'm very grateful that I can share this with y'all. Share the word of God. Share the stories of God, and share how this earth was created. I'm very grateful to have this opportunity with y'all, and I hope you guys can share my podcast, share this all over social media, and really make this explode so that more and more people can learn the ways of God. So thank you guys so much. God bless you all. I hope you guys enjoyed. I certainly did, and I hope you guys have a beautiful day. God bless you all, and amen.